welcome to another episode of the cutest sisters Lyra and Laura okay topic today is mental issues <laughs> we talking like this am I depressed <laughs> We have a lot of mental issues. We don't even know where to start. But we would like to dwell on specifically and what? Well, since none of us are qualified to discuss about any of this, we will focus on our personal experiences. Yeah. Disclaimer! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, thank you. We just want to put we will, uh, we'll just disclaimer out yeah. there. So no. we're not qualified for any of this? Is license or anything? So we're just yeah. gonna talk about our personal experiences and okay. personal interpretations and if you relate, well... Good for you! Listen to us! And hear us. Okay, what... You start. Why will I start? Okay. This is what happens when you're unprepared. You don't have an outline or any questions, This is right? what you call... Impromptu. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, at least we're like... I don't know. I guess I want to... St- we can talk about um what can we talk about <laughs> i want to talk about your on and off okay so we had a discussion a while ago and about like, um where i have these episodes well, we're not sure what if like episodes is the right word to use it for use for it disclaimer <laughs> we're just gonna use that because it's like the closest the yeah. most accurate word that she can apply so to it sorry. well before I haven't exp- I haven't been experiencing it recently, but I used to have these episodes where, um, where I get triggered suddenly by, um, a conversation or a happening, and suddenly, in my brain, I can feel I can literally feel a switch, go on, like, anger. Where when the switch turns on, the switch is on, I. I feel so much angered. I have to let it out that I, what's the right term? I go crazy, basically. I mean, what, what I else? mean that's a very. I feel like if you're gonna get canceled on Twitter, <laughs> okay, going crazy is her own personal experience on herself. But if anyone experiences that kind of switch, we don't. We're not calling you crazy. Yeah, I'm so sorry. We're just disclaimer. <laughs> we just have a very limited vocabulary, <laughs> and this. Okay, so. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure if you mentioned it, yeah. But this is Lara's first time talking about it, especially to someone, someone else. So usually, when it's your first time, the way you talk about it is very limited. Yeah, I don't you're know. You're still how. you're still trying to understand what's going but on. I've been thinking about this for some time because I was very curious on why I had that in my bipolar. Like, do does it just happen when I'm mad? Because when it when it does happen, I. When I when I'm talking to someone and, and it happens, I release all my anger to that someone, and it's very toxic and very bad. And at that time, I was aware, but my feeling of anger was more was overpowering than me being aware that it is bad. I I understand how you feel about like how there's kind of like this disconnect with how you feel and how you act, and like you feel. Uncontrolled or uncontrollable. Is that it? Yeah. I feel like my emotions were I couldn't control it. I just had to let it out. And there's not nothing stopping me. And and there's like this kind of like in the back of your head, you're aware this you're acting kind of like crazy. You're acting yeah. kind of like what the fuck is going yeah. on? And then but you still but can't, I still do it. I still like it's not I can't stop yet. 
the thing with emotions, I think, is that you can't just say, you can't just pause and play and yeah. fast forward. You have to go through it. You have to I need some it. time. And I need to know how to deal with it. We'll talk about for like management yeah. and coping later. For now. But for now, let's I talk wanna about ask, my issue. I want to ask you about like, you mentioned like bipolar. What made you think of that? Because like, suddenly, one, and I, when I'm talking to someone, a conversation with like probably start is us being okay. And then when something I just don't like is being said, for example, like probably a topic or something that annoyed me easily, I get so mad. Like how I'm mad is over. It's over. It's, it's it seems like an overreaction already. It's like too much for for the for what I'm annoyed about. It like that reaction shouldn't have happened with that kind of talk with that kind of conversation like it's it's too much just for that to be it's just to be annoyed at that thing right, i just i don't want to like i don't want i'm not doubting this disclaimer I just, yeah, yeah, my disclaimer to her <laughs> i just want to know i just want to know um what do you what what do you know about um bipolar disorder honestly because that is my first time thinking about this uh, talking about it, I mean, I've thought about it before, but I really didn't dwell myself into it because I was scared to, to what you said, like, people are scared to have it confirmed that you do have bipolar disorder. So I tried to avoid it. I don't want to know, and I'm scared to know, so I didn't really research on it. But, well, I am recommending you do. So that's why you're here. I am I'm here to push her to do the right, All right. thing. Okay, so... Okay, so... Oh, you, I'm sure you, you know, know well, what you think. Actually, moving on from what you just said, I wanna talk about self-diagnosis. Right. What do you know about it? It's like, I guess it's when you research on things and, like, you you relate to it. And you're like, okay, I'm probably having this. But you don't, but you don't seek medical professionals. For whatever for, reason. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna talk more about what I know about self-diagnosis. For now, you read this. <laughs> I'm handing her a poster I found on Twitter on what bipolar disorder feels like just to give her you know. oh, no, So, for me, for me, when I was younger, I thought that self-diagnosis was completely um, not wrong, not morally wrong, but I thought it was an, not, uh, I guess, immature or it's just like a, mm. an uninformed decision to do. So like, I felt like we're you're not we're not an expert on mm. these. So why what right do we have to self diagnose? We most we would most likely be wrong. That was my mindset, and I was wrong. Okay, if you're thinking like that, I would say you need to think deeper because there are so many reasons why a person could not get uh, a professional diagnosis, and one of the most oh I'd say one of the most I'm not sure one of the most common would be. I think uh, not having the financial capability yep. to to get professional help. So, like Lara, your experience was like she had to pay five k. I had this experience where I was I couldn't take it anymore. I needed help, and I was told to go to a psychiatrist. So I agreed, and for a session, I didn't know it was gonna be that expensive. I don't know if I got scammed or something, but I really didn't get much from it. But it was in a private hospital, and I talked to this doctor, and I got I opened up immediately after. I mean, during our first session, and she made me answer these this questionnaire filled with questions where, like, am I feeling this way? 
So I think she was she diagnosed me. But then in the end I was told to pray. To just seek help from God. God. And in the end I paid I don't wanna five. say. Oh I said that already. Okay, I guess almost five thousand from what I know. And I didn't have that well, money not, that time. We're not saying where you got the psychiatrist. Not, okay. <laughs> but I was very frustrated that I had to spend that, that much. much for one session that told me to just pray because I could have gotten that from my mom. Well, she would probably <laughs> just say that. Like, <laughs> oh, no. I could have gotten that for free. So I was just frustrated. But then she, after that, she told she gave me free sample medicines. What already? She gave me. I was. She diagnosed me on the spot. She saw that I was okay. Very I'm not familiar unstable. with these kinds of with with the processes, but that doesn't sound like um the usual process. She gave me. She told me. She gave me her. What's the English of Rosetta? Receipt. Prescription. Prescription. <laughs> Receipt. Oh my god. <laughs> Bilingual problems. Wait. <laughs> Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Wait. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so she gave me prescription already to buy meds for anxiety and depression she diagnosed you she gave me the, wait, if you get a diagnosis you don't you usually have like a med cert or something i don't know, I, I she don't know. Gave it to me and i was so scared because i didn't buy it i didn't buy it because it was so expensive so she gave me free samples which i only took a few but then i was scared to finish it all because what happens if i don't take it continuously i don't know i didn't get to ask it to her and but then during that session after it, she told me to take tests, like okay. tests like urine, blood. What? Or yeah, because I I told this to my sister, my other sister. She was like, it could be affecting my hormones. Oh yeah. I have to be checked. Yeah. I have to see if there's something wrong in my body. So I need to see that first. But it's just weird how she immediately gave me a prescription, like, like without yeah. finding out if it's just. I have a friend who got diagnosed with um, major depressive major depression disor- depressive disorder. Disclaimer: MD- We are not experts. <laughs> this is just personal personal shit. Anyway, MDD, and um, I know it took her more than one session. Like they took tests, like checklists, they discussed it. And from what I know, from a different friend this time, is that when prescribing medicine, it doesn't just happen in one session because. They need to check because it's different for That's everyone. Right. I yeah. told you um, last time, it's different for everyone. So the dose, the dose is different. Like sometimes, thirty mg for you would be too much for the other person. So there's really an experimentation going on on what's the right dose That's for you. Why? I don't know why. That's what I know. That's what I know. Am I that depressed at that time? Did you see me like, oh my gosh, she's probably gonna kill herself. So I better give this to her asap. I feel like, oh well, I think. I'm just opening this up because it's been years and there's some distance. I don't mind talking about it because yeah. sometimes talking about it helps. But there, there are questions where, like for example, she asked me, "Are there episodes? Trigger warning, okay? Trigger warning, guys. Trigger warning for what? There, you have to say for what? For suicidal thoughts. Whatever. Okay, yeah. Trigger warning for suicidal thoughts. Okay. Stop if you. I'm sorry, guys. Disclaimer. <laughs> go go go. But um, she asked me if I had thoughts. You know. Of taking away my life, and I was so I had, I was like, okay, for what money? <laughs> it's expensive. I'd rather be honest than just lie. What the heck? Yeah. This is very expensive. Mm. So like, like yeah, there are times I would think of that. But then, so I guess that's why she prescribed me. I think it was alerting for her. That's why yeah. I was prescribed medicine on the first time I met her. Yeah. So I think I think that's why. 
So, pero overall, you, the, the, that experience was bad, you'd say. I, I cried, dude. I cried but it was, in the session. So how? Because talking about, I feel like that's the first time I talked to someone about everything. Do you think it helped you? I guess it helped me, but then... Did you come back? No. Why? <laughs> first of all, like what Laura said, money. Money. I just didn't have that. Second of all, I don't like what I don't like it when doctors related to religion, to God. Because mm. like what I said, I can just read the Bible. I'm so sorry to all my Christian listeners out there. If I, there are any listeners out does. there. <laughs> <laughs> so I could have asked that from my mom or my grandma or whatever, my dad. They're very they're very <clears throat> religious. And I don't wanna pay five thousand pesos to hear something I hear at home. Yeah. Something I hear in the church. Church is free. So, <laughs> oh my god. Right? So, I guess I just need... I guess you just need to find the right doctor for you. So honestly, the thing about healthcare is that it should be free. Accessible. Uh, that, that. It should be accessible. <laughs> AKA free. <laughs> and, okay, so... But back to our original topic of self-diagnosis. <laughs> right part. Okay, so ayun, that was just her personal experience with it alone. And money was a big issue. And as you can see when she mentioned like religion, mm. um, sometimes even if you have the means to go for a few sessions, you can't be assured if that, that psychiatrist would be the perfect fit for you. Because it's, it's, like, yeah. it's like... It's finding, like a relationship. Like the right guy or right girl or whatever. I know. was gonna say... <laughs> I was gonna say it's like finding the perfect... Um, personal doctor for your general <laughs> health. But come on, let's. <laughs> but relationship works too. Yeah, no, it does. Because, like, having your. Oh, this sounds very wrong when I, if I say it, but, like, having. Disclaimer. <laughs> really right relationship with your doctor. Not romantic, come on. Yeah, that makes sense. It's important. And from what I know, psychiatrists have different techniques. Some prefer to listen, mm. some prefer to talk more. Some prefer to just ask a few questions, but like they have different techniques and strategies on how to help. And it depends for each person. Maybe some will prefer to just listen. Like some will prefer to talk yeah. and just be listened to. But then sometimes you can't afford to, to keep, keep jumping. Yeah, you know? that's one of the struggles. That's so that's number two. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's number three. We talked about this a while ago. Money, the perfect fit, and sometimes, um. Oh, this is. I think it's. Oh, I remember. Oh, what you were saying that people are scared to confirm. Yeah. Confirmation. For me, um, this is this came from me. Okay, I think one of the reasons why it's hard to go for a diagnosis is that I'm I'm personally afraid to hear a confirmation, but I'm also personally afraid to hear that there's nothing wrong with me and I'm just. A dramatic little bitch, <laughs> and I think that goes out to um, that goes to a lot of people out there that they feel that there is the imposter syndrome with their own illness, yeah. and yeah, so I like, feel like it's not an isolated thing with just me. So maybe there are people out there. Yeah, it's like hard. Sometimes it's hard for people to accept that they have it, or that they're scared that oh, I might be seen as overthinking. You have those doubts. Oh, okay. Now I remember the actual real one. Okay. Like, <laughs> so that wasn't... I guess the third or the, the the real third or the additional fourth is that sometimes psychiatrists still get it wrong. Psychologists, right. whatever, therapists, 
they still get it wrong your diagnosis is wrong and there, I know there are many instances I see online of people going undiagnosed because they don't fit the stereotypical symptoms they don't or they they get diagnosed for the wrong thing they know it's the wrong thing because it just doesn't fit right um, and yeah you know they could be wrong so I honestly if you think that self-diagnosis is wrong I think you guys should open your mind and be compassionate like this is something I told Lara that you can have your own opinion as long as it's informed and it's compassionate right wow I'm talking like cinema therapy okay. <laughs> subscribe we're not we're not paid to advertise <laughs> this is not sponsored by cinema therapy but we urge you to check them out on YouTube yeah. love you we learned a lot from them anyway so, anyway yeah. it has a fear also so um, those are the so the first one was money, money? Uh, accessibility accessibility specifically money resource also. yeah what are they in one category anyway just like <laughs> money or and accessibility no, no it's more general okay and then sometimes you don't um finding the right psychiatrist right for fit. you and then the fear in, the internal fear yeah of, so those three uh, and the fourth i think is the second most important is that they so could be wrong to okay. get oh, with okay. your diagnosis all right all right so, um, those four are... Ah, I already said it! <laughs> I need you to say it again. Uh, okay, accessibility. No, no, what are... No, those four are what? Uh, reasons you should keep in mind for why people do self-diagnosis. Okay. And, I mean, there's probably more or more well thought out. <laughs> Not disclaimer. Come on, guys! There's probably Be more... There will be better and more um, reasons, but, like, these are the immediate things that just came to our mind just now. Yep. And a personal experience. What else? So, you know, I brought up self-diagnosis because, like, you know, you mentioned that you think you might have bipolar disorder. Yep. But and, but you haven't done much research. And I'm not blaming you for that. Uh-huh. I haven't done much research on my own because I'm terrified. <laughs> but, like, what what are the... I just want to know so that everyone mm-hmm. else who might relate can relate. <laughs> but what, are, what do you know about bipolar disorder that made you think you have it? Disclaimer. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I guess, like, when I, I don't know if I said this a while ago or in this podcast already. We're already a mess, so you might as well just repeat it. <laughs> like, um, a, one, in a, a few minutes ago, I'm very okay. Like, I feel stable. And you see, and then it's and like suddenly switch. a trigger. Just probably a, a few sentences that I do not agree on or that I hate. And suddenly I go mad. I get I get really mad. Like uncontrollable anger, uncontrollable like words that I'm telling and talking up to this person with, you know? And you think that's what bipolar disorder is? Yeah, because I can feel like a switch. But what if head. you read more um online? Or what if you come and you come across a different disorder or illness that fits better? Right. I mean how probably would you feel? because I guess I'm I'm not my um my my book isn't that big i don't know what other disorders there are all i i think what's popular in my mind because of what i've seen in movies or what people should talk about is bipolar so i guess that's why i assumed that that's what i have so i guess it's good to do your ah well some people say don't research why because oh. you might because self-diagnosing is yeah fine. and I just explained why it's fine <laughs> it's you should do proper careful responsible research yeah 
and being open-minded that you could be wrong but you should be open-minded also enough to realize that you also could be correct so yeah so i guess that is what that, that is what uh i was lacking <laughs> like i was lacking research and further knowledge so i'm urging you now to do that like do it at your own pace at your own yeah, time right. when you're comfortable so i guess coping you can go to the what coping if, topic this is this isn't really part this isn't mm. really for discussion i just want to know what if it's not actually any disorder and they just say okay you just have anger management issues Probably that's still a big thing for me because it's hard to deal with anger, especially if you don't know how. Because it could affect the people around you. So I think that's also difficult. What do you think? Um. Okay. I I, I, I very easily like I, but I've been I I've acknowledged it honestly. I I finally accepted that. I go insanely crazy sometimes. I get angry. But and this then, scares you. And it, yeah, it definitely. Uh, and you would I'm, sometimes I'm, when it when it did happen, I was aware, but not aware enough that I can control it. That I should stop. You know, there's there's a there's a thing. So, um, um, I guess that's why I I was. I was scared to even find out that I have that also, honestly. Um, and this has had lasting impact on your relationships? Yeah, uh, it affected my relationship, and my it, romantic relationship. And especially with my family, because they're the ones with me. Who live with her. Yeah, and so <laughs> when that happens, I, I shut down. I isolate myself in um, my room. I don't want to talk to anyone, because I feel like, no, they wouldn't get it. It's just recently that I became open and super close with people like well that's good yeah Yeah, the first step is knowing yeah and if you were to look back knowing what you know now and if you were look to to look back at your past experiences like not just last year but like past past how long would you have said this has been affecting you oh gosh i feel like i started oh my gosh (laughs) this question scares me because i feel like i've been i've had Let's just say it's anger management. I don't want to go to bed. For now. Like, yeah. Let's say for now. Fine, let's use that. So, I would say that I've had anger management issues since high school. Mm. I think that was my first romantic relationship. Mm. That I'm aware of, okay? Who knows? That I have had it since I was a toddler. Just kidding. Okay, here's the thing I learned actually online recently. I'll just, I try to make it quick so we don't suddenly shift to another topic. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't just suddenly get a disorder or illness unless there's a traumatic uh, mm. experience like then you get PTSD or you know stuff oh, like that a lot. but you don't just get disorders out of nowhere and it doesn't just disappear after you reach a certain age it's just like a co- it's like a not a misconception it's like a wrong perspective to take mm-hmm. with diagnosis because I like because people there's this kind of mindset where you don't actually have a disorder or illness until it's diagnosed because only then it becomes actually real, quote unquote real. Yeah. But you've had it for a long time, and it just becomes I more. I think I've had it. Yeah, you think you've had it for a long time. It just becomes more obvious as you're exposed to more stressful situations. You're exposed yeah. to real world situations because mm-hmm. you're growing up. You're being exposed to right. to experiences, to people that is unfamiliar, yeah. uncontrolled. That's why I'm, I'm, I feel like I could talk about it now. Because it's more Comparing visible. it to when I was younger, I, I don't know anything. Honestly, I was too young. And I feel like, okay, whatever, everyone gets angry. 
Yeah, I don't really use my drama for to justify it. Because I thought it was normal to be... Okay, so like. disclaimer, I just read this online. <laughs> but I've read experiences of people where like, just because they're older now, it's hard for them to get a diagnosis for, let's say, ADHD because the conception is that it's only for children, which is wrong. It doesn't mean that the moment you get older, it disappears. Yeah, This is a lifelong thing you have to mm-hmm. deal with. Right. And um, actually, I was, I was, uh, I don't know, I was shook. <laughs> but I don't know, it shook my world to realize that, you know, it's true that maybe we've had this issue for a long time or we had the potential to have this issue in us. Mm-hmm. It's just that the more we are exposed to stressful, hard, bad situations without the, we're not without being equipped right. with coping strategies, with good support system. It there it develops there or it worsens and becomes more visible to us that we have a problem. That's like what you've said a while ago. Um, it's important for everyone to go through therapy, mm. no matter what the experience is, because everyone has their own drama. Okay, so hopping on to what you said, um, we mentioned one of my fears. I told you is to have my diagnosis confirmed. And to be told that oh, you're just stressing out because of ACADs. It's not actually anything big. That's my fears. And the way I, I comfort myself is to tell myself that disorder, illness, or not, diagnosis or not, I'm still struggling. I'm still having a hard time. This is still affecting my relationships. It's affecting my, my, my responsibilities, my ambitions. Right. And I deserve to get help no matter what it is. And that's how I'm comforting myself. Like, therapists... <laughs> And psychiatrists aren't just for... They're not just for people with illnesses. Like, we have to get rid of that... Yeah. The, mentality or the perception. Stigma. Stigma. Right. Yeah. We have to get rid of that. And we need... You know, because, like, they're mind doctors, guys. Yeah. But then, we have so many doctors for everything else. We need more people for our right. minds. Okay. Going back to the topic where what I was... What is our topic? I was saying that I've... I think I've had issue Anger management issues since I was high school mm-hmm. I guess it's because I'm thinking about it now because that was when I had my first relationship and it brought out the worst in me mm. boys tend to do that <laughs> it's very difficult so I guess I turned to anger that's why I, I tried but then I guess that I have had that because of traumatic experiences I've had in the past it just led on to that I think right mm. No one's gonna. I will. I want to. Say, I was gonna say no one's gonna persecute you for not knowing for sure. But like this is the internet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there will always be people canceling you. Call out. Hopefully not cancel culture. <laughs> anyway. Oh, no. Okay. What do you want to talk about now? Wait. Commercial break. <laughs> 